1: Live from the WorkHuman booth at Unleash America in Vegas this year, Joel and I were able to sit down with some great practitioners and industry voices. Sit back and enjoy this exclusive episode powered by our friends over at WorkHuman. Answer the human need to be recognized, developed, and celebrated at WorkHuman.com. Hide your kids. kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right, right where it hurts. It hurts. Complete, Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast.
0: Here we go, kids. We are live at the Unleash America conference in Las Vegas, Nevada from the work human booth and we are just giddy that shannon pritchett head of marketing and community <laughs> at HireEasy, has joined us today shannon welcome to the podcast thank you
2: you it's got an... your comfy shoes on too yes and for the record i didn't pay for this
0: she just had knee <laughs> surgery so of course she's I know. comfy
2: i know i just had knee surgery two weeks ago and i'm starting the conference in air force ones are stomping in my air force well, ones I love it. yeah
0: nothing wrong with air force one what did
1: you have done to the knee
2: Okay, so I thought I was a runner. If you go to my Twitter profile, it will say pretend runner. Yes. Yes. But actually, I am a runner because, like, I run. I'm
0: slow. <laughs> are we talking marathons? Are we talking minis? What are we talking about?
2: I did a marathon once and I, I learned something with that marathon, right?
1: And what'd you learn?
2: Yeah. Never to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, no, so. You know, I, a
1: guy died doing, they named Lots of guys game. died yeah. doing
2: marathons. Yeah. A part of me died. My <laughs> knee died. No, it's a, I wasn't running a marathon. I just, I hit, heard it running and it turns out I tore my meniscus. Uh, and then I developed a bunch of cysts on my ACL. So oh, they went in there
1: and removed it. And- oh, yikes. That's a, that's a pretty... Yeah. I had my meniscus cleaned out. And literally, I walked out of the hospital. They, yes, they, that's what I did too. They yes. took me to the edge yeah. in a little in a little wheelchair. And they stopped. And I'm like, are you going to take me to the car? They're like, you're good. It's
2: amazing. <laughs> yes. No. So, okay. So I had it on the day of SourceCon in yeah. Dallas. Uh-huh. And then I was, I was home by like 10 a.m. I pitch black the room. Turn on the sound machine, put on my eye mask, some Marvin Gaye, some earplugs. Oh, you yeah. Because that all makes sense. But I'm trying to set the stage <laughs> here. And then my mom comes to the door like two hours later. And she's like, your friends are here. I was like, I don't have any friends, mom. And she's like, you know, thinking I'm still on medicated," And uh, she's like, no, 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 your friend. I was like, oh, "Source con." I got up to go to the door. And it was like Dean DaCosta, Steve uh, Levy, yep. and Ronnie Ratchet those guys. Uh, and I was like, I can walk. It's a miracle. But that was like two hours after surgery. So everyone's like, how are you here after knee surgery? I'm like, I'm a damn good surgeon. So
0: what's the current state of SourceCon these days? I haven't been in a while.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, the community kind of fell apart during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I mean, live events was their focus. Um, I'll tell you what, they have a new editor named Meg. She's amazing. I really think she's going to bring it back to life. Um, but, you know, I, I think they kind of lost their focus a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see the spark back. So hopefully it, it revives itself. And I think it will.
0: Cool. Yeah. So you uh, presented today. Yes. yes. Tell us about what you uh, discussed. No, that I did pay for. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we had we had a product announcement, and so uh, the main message. I had a couple of main messages. One, sourcing's dead. Let's put
0: a pin in there. as we
2: talk about the revitalization of Let's, SourceCon. We'll, we'll
1: go back to that. Okay. Carry on. Carry okay.
2: on. Second, everyone hates outbound recruiting. The category we created. Okay.
1: Everybody hates doing it. Hates so, doing it. Yes, yes. Yes.
2: TA leaders love it. And, <laughs> as you know, we were the first to do this because I'm a marketing. They love cracking
1: the whip to make people do shit that they don't like doing. Exactly. Yes. Well, I have
2: this analogy. Okay. Okay. So, Joel, you just woke up. You need some coffee. I'm going to give you a cup of coffee. Yep. Or, you know, you're not really going to like the shitty cup of coffee I'm giving you. I can cuss on Chad and cheese, right? I've heard your podcast oh, before. You can
0: do that. Fuck Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. okay thank you. Or you can wait two months for that cup of coffee and you can go get the best damn cup of coffee you want but you have to wait two months what are you going to choose coffee now coffee now Yep. right that's inbound versus outbound, right? Sometimes the best one takes a little longer to get. It's a yeah. little harder to get. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to have a to go for, that that. for a while. There's, there's, a there's a reason for that. There's a reason, yes. So that, that's where we come in. We're trying to make that whole process easy yeah. so that recruiters can actually concentrate on things that they gave up a million years ago, like talking to people, engaging people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So setting expectations, all that stuff. So, that, you know, that's the problem with outbound recruiting is like recruiters don't like to do it, but we're trying to make it easy for them. We are on our way there. Not there yet. Yep. Um, And our latest announcement with GPT integration uh, really helps that. Look at her
0: lead the witness. I I love it. uh, She must be in marketing.
2: I know. So what we do with this is uh, we are the first... She is
0: the witness. She's leading herself. She's like raising canes. That's like, yes, if you try our new vet sauce and... uh,
2: Welcome to the Shannon Pritchett podcast. Yes. (laughs) I'm Shannon. Carry
0: on, please.
2: So with this integration is once you've identified candidates and you go to the engagement stage in our product... We have the, the, all the nurture sequence emails already pre-constructed based on the job description. So you have three options. One, roll with the automation. Yep. Two, my recommendation, customize it, personalize it a little bit. Or three, just scratch it and write Chuck it your it. own. But it takes an hour to write an email as we're learning a good email. Yep. And recruiters just don't have that time. Nor was no. anyone trained on how to write an email.
1: That's the biggest point yes. is that they're not trained to be marketers, to be able to get that nice, easy, concise message, yeah. you know, bulleted or whatever it might be. Yeah. So we expect everybody to be fucking experts Yes. to do all this shit. Yes. And that we, we are just not. Yeah. I pay someone a lot of money
2: to do email marketing for us. And she's amazing. But there's, a, there's an art that goes into that. AV t- testing, yes. analytics, yes. Um, yes. multiple systems that she's in, different buyer stages, awareness campaigns, like announcements. I mean, there's a, the the amount of work this one person does on my team. It's it's probably underpaid, but she, I mean, the recruiters don't have that right. But no, marketing no. does. No, yeah. So yeah.
1: yeah. So how do you, how did you integrate ChatGPT? How's that actually useful? For these recruiters. Is it writing yeah. messages? And were you the first? We were the first. Oh. That's leading the witness.
0: <laughs> the first. Because we've got about 12 press releases. Facts. That say they're the first. We want to clear this up right now.
2: By the way. We uh, want to clear this. Uh, up. You forgot to announce this at the beginning of the podcast. But anytime you hear the word first, you have to take a drink.
1: So, yes. <laughs> we have bourbon. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to open it in this fucking yeah. place. As everyone Vegas walks around with champagne.
0: Vegas is so conservative. We can't just bust out some some makers. Let me take take this gummy.
2: I got this in your gift shop. (laughs) Yeah. Light a joint. Fine. Do not open that tequila. Yeah, Yeah. don't do that.
1: (laughs) Don't you do that. No.
2: So, okay. First off, I work with smart people. Like, I'm not an AI engineer, obviously. Um, So, we've been actually working on this integration for a while. GPT was completely new to me when it came out this year. I wasn't following the trends. Um, But our team has been working for years on it. And so with the latest GPT-3 announcement, that finally made our version ready. We refined it to use recruiter-specific language that made sense. So, for example, you cannot go into chat GPT, type out, can you write this email for a candidate? And then our, they will be completely different. So that's the difference between the two. So, you know, is there one GPT better than the other? Maybe. But as, as long as they're different, that's exactly what we need. Wait, We can't have the same script over and over and over. So again. Just, That's actually my biggest just fear. Just to be
0: clear, this was not integrating Chat GPT. This is a little bit of homemade stuff that you guys came up with on your own. It's been Using years their technology. in development because yeah. some people say, like, well, Chat GPT came out in November. How could it be years? This is your own little secret sauce that you will. Well, it, sauce.
1: It's, it's, see,
2: Again, if we had like really smart people here, they'd tell you, oh, it's, it's actually just different. Uh, iterations and versions and stuff like that yeah. that they kind of were tweaking and customizing. So they've been so. using,
1: they've been w- dealing with open AI.
2: Open AI, dur- refining it. Yes. yes, yes. Thank you for that buzzword. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> now that we talk about tequila and Makers Mark, that's where my mind is going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shot, shot, shot.
0: <laughs> so First. so you, you speak, you speak, uh, <laughs> you speak fast. I want to like go, go over this again. So I'm using HireEasy to source candidates. I can click a button that will then start communicating messages via email, text, don't have text email. yet. Okay, email it's coming. And not in mail, just email. <laughs> not email right? at all. Okay. Yeah. Via email. And these are all automated. So hey, how you doing? And if there's a reply, then another automated message goes out. Yeah. No. What no, just the initial. Once there's connection. a reply okay. and not, a,
2: not an out of office reply, an actual reply, then the the sequence stops and you you Start engaging with them. Gotcha. So how the whole product works, by the way, you just upload a job description. The AI takes over immediately. Uh You can refine it with our filters and stuff like that. You select which candidates you want. Our machine starts learning from you, right? Yep. Then once you have identified candidates and you put them into a project, you move that over to the engagement side. You should be synced to your uh, email box. Yep. So everything's running from your email. So it's not like an email where you copy and paste, go candidate after candidate after candidate. You know, whoops. Hi, Chad. I'm not Chad. I'm Joel. But thank yeah. you. Right. No, everything is customized already for you. And then right. once that the sequence breaks and they respond, and then it's you engaging the candidate. So what the candidate sees is a well-sequenced email with the greatest language they've ever seen in their entire lives. The most
0: magnificent prose that they've ever yes, seen. Yes,
2: I know. And they know like, this was the first the first no and so it stops from there so the candidate has no idea no if idea. if they don't
0: reply another little tickle will go out
2: as many sequences as you want to set okay so but so if you do like 30 then you're kind of a
1: stalker
0: kind of a douche if yeah. you're doing 30 a douche. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so how long is it going to take for you guys to go to down funnel to start doing this for uh individuals who's, who have already applied because we have a black hole issue yeah And that's a recruiter problem because the recruiters don't have enough time. Yeah. So therefore, how do we aid the recruiters, not just on the front end, but also starting to go through the funnel? And if you have the tech, why the hell not?
2: It's not in the roadmap yet. We're still concentrating on top of the funnel, you know, but we eventually want to start evolving into that space over time. But right where we're headed in the roadmap is more automation, more better reporting. Yeah. Hopefully text message capabilities. So that's what we like to concentrate on within the next six months. Um, but yeah, that's more of an inbound tactic. And we, we just really want to stick with the category we created. Outbound.
0: Did she say hopefully SMS? She's usually so confident. Oh, I, I just am surprised <laughs> There's hear so Hopefully, much
2: compliance rules with text messaging. It's there like, are. and to be honest, I don't think our our database. And I'm speaking like a CTO now. Is you know it, we need more phone numbers.
1: Yeah, to see the success, well, need to start asking for them. Exactly. We yeah. don't want to.
2: We don't want people paying for it. Not like yeah. you would pay for it or anything like that until we're absolutely certain it's going to work. Yeah. So I mean, I think we have a few ways to go from R and D point of view on text messaging, but we're definitely working on it. Okay, so so that was a
1: trap you didn't fall into because I am sick and tired of companies, startups who aren't disciplined. Yeah. And they try to open up the TAM whenever they can. Yes. And you guys, you just pretty much said that, no, we're not doing that. We're Well, we've learned a hard way. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) yeah. yeah, We are going to be experts in our space and the only way you can do that is focus and discipline.
2: Yeah. And everything else, that's what partnerships and integrations are for. Yes. And so, you know, to us, if like we can, if we can concentrate on a couple features to make the automation more better, yeah. what partners can we bring on to help us with the other things yeah. that are going to improve the experience of using our product? So
0: more better. First, so the, the, the trend would go the opposite way on that. We're seeing conversational AI companies become ATSs. We're seeing yeah. people becoming maybe <laughs> something that they shouldn't be, which
1: I love. Uh, I mean, um, well, does, does that trend
0: help you guys? Uh, do more people? Do more customers expect you to be that? Like, do people say, "Can't you just be my ATS and my onboarding solution and everything else?"
2: Yeah, we do get a lot of that. Um, I had a whole hour conversation with someone. Uh, it's a trap. A t- it, it is a trap. About that today. And first off, it it, it is easy to develop an ATS and a CRM. It's very... it's The technology is not that difficult, right? But do we really want to go play in those fields? No. First off, I don't think we have the money. And second, like, there's a lot of resources that go into that that we just typically don't have. And so that's why we want to stay in our lane. You know, we didn't create this category to expand into other ones. And where I think we need to get better at is the better... We have integrations with just about every ATS. Those can still be improved. So I'd rather have us focus on like deeper integrations, more two-way integrations, better API data, it's as opposed to like, oh, let's just do it ourselves. Yeah. So we're, we're still in that we need to prove ourselves concept in the market, in my opinion. So.
0: How do you deal with global uh, customers? I mean, the language obviously gets more complicated. How do you guys handle that?
2: Did we definitely um, so a lot of our customers are global, right? Because we're an enterprise product now, um, but we work best in English-speaking countries by far. Um, so we do have a lot of international candidates that do use ours that know English. Um, but our product is not catered to specific countries where, you know, for example, like China, you know what I mean? You don't see like a Chinese company using our product. So, well, we have one, but yeah. and why
0: is that? Is there a reason? Is it privacy we're just cons- or
1: no,
2: we're just concentrate. We're hundred percent GDPR compliant. Uh, we have governance in all the places where we need it. But uh, we have why
1: whole- go out of the U.S., which is a huge pile of fucking yes. cash?
2: Y- that, we don't need to. We don't have the sales force, to be honest. Like, we don't. We have sales force, but we don't have the sales.
1: Right. Focus ourselves. and discipline. Yes.
2: So, Again. yeah. So, uh, 85% of our revenue does come from within the U.S. Um, and then I'd like to start looking at potentially moving or expanding to the U.K. to see how we can do with that country before we take on the rest of the globe. Yeah. So, we entertain companies that come to us. Um not a problem. But to me, our data needs to get better in those countries and our other capabilities. Like, for example, does the U.K. audience care about the African-American filter on our product? No. Are we going to take that out for them? Not yet. So, yeah, that's why we're focused predominantly on the U.S. right now. But global teams do use our product in various countries. We know where we shine and we don't shine.
0: So you mentioned uh, something that might hopefully be in the future, SMS. What window into the future product uh, roadmap can you take us on right now?
2: So what we're working on is the ability for the recruiter to get back to uh, the basics, having like a normal conversation with a candidate. So we want to have more AI. Like in our, in our you know, our mission is outbound recruiting made easy. The vision is jobs to find people, right? So when you get laid off, jobs should come to you, right? Not you are out there looking for jobs. That's yeah. our vision. So everything is focused on that and focus on making it easy, right? Easy is definitely our roadmap. And so if we can add in more automation so where a recruiter is just dis- displacing candidates in the ATS and having those more quality conversations, that's our roadmap for the next six months. And so if, if things happen the way they're supposed to have, hoping next time we sit down at a big event like nah. HR Tech, we could have more exciting conversations. Yep. Um, but again, we're just trying to free up as much time for recruiters as possible.
1: So here... At Unleash, a lot of big names, a lot of small names. Yes. What What's exciting you the most about what you're seeing at the show? You've like been this? to a few of these, right?
2: <laughs> I like these. You know, I, I actually really, really, there's a lot of vendors I've never heard of here. It's like very HR heavy. That was so shocking to me. And looking at the attendee list, it's all CHROs um, and a lot of head of TAs. Um, our booth has pretty, been popping. Pretty
1: awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. I think,
2: uh, to be honest, I don't know if they even have a booth. We were just talking about them. Tatio.
1: Uh, they have a they have a, a uh, startup booth. A
2: startup booth. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I met them at HR Transform. Yeah. I love what they do. I, I really like that. So, for example, um, Stan Rolfe down in uh, Perth, Australia, uh-huh. used to use, when he worked for a coal mining company out of Africa, used to use augmented reality to put the coal miners in the, those mm. scenarios so they knew what they were getting into.
1: Was that a career builder product? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm oh, just okay.
2: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm true. Tell me more.
0: <laughs> It's a good thing coal mining is a growth industry. They they got the wind in their back, baby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But no, it actually um, increased retention rates. So like all the candidates who went through the simulation, none of them turned over. So the fact that what they're doing is providing that simulation, I think is so beneficial. And I'd like that's a company I want to partner with. You yes. know what I mean? If you can put those scenarios in there from a high volume standpoint, yeah. Like no one wants to like, oh, here's your scenario, here's your Zoom meetings, here's your. <laughs> yeah. But when you're interacting with like dangerous equipment, heavy machinery, um, customers, you know, I think that's so innovative, and I love these Israeli companies. Oh,
1: like- and a- I'd like to say, as an advisor, I would like you to integrate with them.
0: Okay.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Shannon Pritchett, everybody. Yes. Shannon, thanks yes. for joining us. For our listeners who want to connect with you, where would you send them?
2: Well, first,
0: <laughs> here comes the marketer.
2: <laughs> I, just, no, I just want people to like drink. Just connect with me. Find me on LinkedIn.
0: That's it. Find me on LinkedIn. I, I love know. it. Yeah. And uh, hire ez.com as well. I'll do the marketing for you, Chad. That is a day. That Ooh. is a wrap. Now we have parties. That's right. We Woo. out.
1: We out.
2: Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Cheese podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey.